Okay. Um, episode number 24 and a half. 24.1 maybe. 24.1, yeah. Something like that. Okay. 0.24.01. Yeah. We reference number now. We actually need to change all these numbers. Why? Because Rich told us. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Semantic versioning is uh, useless now. Yeah, okay. Ever incrementing numbers. Although in our case, actually, there's no such thing as a version. This is just every every new episode of this ep- of this thing. Yeah. It's just its own. It's a new value. It's adding. Yeah. It's yeah. adding to the dependencies. Yeah. So and, um, it doesn't yeah. break anything. And people are very dependent upon this podcast now. So this is <laughs> awesome. You know? We're creating yeah. closure junkies out there. So, but, um, so you heard another voice here. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Defen, episode number 24 or whatever. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. I'm and, a fan. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, now, so you are joy yes. in person, so you are the real joy of closure. That is what I've when I heard the the, the concept joy of closure, I felt very like like they were talking about me. So you were yeah. the one who inspired Fogus and um, Chris Hauser to write Joy of Closure. Probably. I have no idea. No. Should but I think the point is that you come to represent it even if the two things were different. A I would be, I would be honoured to represent the joy of closure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's do a pro formal well, introduction. You do enjoy closure, don't you? I let's do. Get rid of this, <laughs> let's, get rid of the, uh, let's get rid of the names now. Okay, we need to do proper introductions. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we're in we're we're in Berlin we're in at Eura Closure in a weird um, little cupboardy staircasey room. Yeah, we're in a uh, we're in a panic room <laughs> yes. um, because they thought. Um, I don't know, the definition should be in a panic room. And uh, we're with our special guest, Joy Clark. Welcome to the episode. Thank you. So, um, how did you get into closure? Um, I got in closure in the University in Dusseldorf. Um, my mentor uh, basically brainwashed all of the students into thinking <laughs> functional much. programming is um, awesome and amazing. And so we, we had functional programming course and uh, I had already learned functional programming, and by the time I started Clojure, I was like, oh, this is exactly how I think. I can just write programs exactly how I think without any of the extra stuff. So what was the rest of the, like, the functional programming stuff? Was it mostly typed stuff, or was it other like, uh, the concepts more? It, it was like uh, we started functional programming with Clojure. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, my, um, my mentor in the university, he's still there, but they have the functional program course, the closure his, is his favorite language. So, um, as I said, he tries to brainwash all the students. <laughs> and you're working for InnoQ. Yes. As a, so do you do closure there? Um, I do in my like eternal projects, um, prepping for talks and that sort of thing. Yeah. I yeah. squeeze it in. Um, so for the people who, who are not at EuroClosure, and who are going to see your talk online, uh, maybe you can give a small, uh, I don't know, synopsis of your talk. Okay. Um, I was talking about secure security, web applications, like this security and simplicity. Basically, we focus so much on the simplicity aspect of web applications, where we really know which each piece is going into a web application. But as Clojure, we kind of are responsible for putting all the pieces together. And often the security piece is, just forgotten because um, it's dependent on us to remember to put it in. Uh, so, hmm. so I was talking about the, like, what do we need to do then? 
Yeah. This is always, this is like you said, you, I think you said in the talk, actually, that uh, there's this, yeah, let's say, tension between the concept of a library and the concept of a framework. Yeah. Um, I think there are some, there are, there are some, definitely some frameworks out there in Clojure that, that, are, that are kind of fine, you know, mm -hmm. no problem. Um, but you're right that generally we don't have batteries included and, you know, trust the programmer is the motto, you know, you, you, can, you can do all this stuff. But do you think it's, I mean, there are some systems, there are some like uh, frameworks or libraries that put all this stuff together. Is that what you're trying to promote or, or do you want to just like... Honestly, promote? like I haven't tried out, like I, you know, it's been on my to-do list forever. Try out Duct, try out Pedestal, try out mm. Luminous, try out all these cool things that I'm sure are great. Um, and I haven't gotten around to it, but I think the main thing I was trying to communicate in the talk is that we need to pay attention to the security aspect of the app, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, the framework, there, there really isn't a framework most of the time. Um, uh, and, but even if we're using a framework like, like duct or, or whatever framework we're using, it's still, we should look at the security aspect and see is, is the security aspect there? Like, what are they doing for security? We can't just like trust the, the framework to do the security for us. Um, we need to do code review. We need to look at all of the different um, uh, things that need to be done. I, I mentioned the OWASP 2017 just came out or is coming. I mean, they're in the process. I think by the end of July, they'll put the stamp of approval on the process. And uh, so that those are like rules, like the, the main vulnerabilities in web applications that developers can control. Um, and so we can, I use that as a checklist in the application. Um, there's a lot of things I can't control. Uh, like if the platform has vulnerabilities, I can't control that. But mm. I can control in the web application itself that I'm not doing stupid stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So, Emacs or something else? Okay, moving on. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've intended to I've intended yep. to learn Emacs multiple times. I don't like it because I my finger doesn't like it. You should you should remap caps lock. It doesn't work because my finger, even if I stretch it out up upwards, it still pops. Then you should try evil mode. That was what I was intending on doing. Yeah, use space yeah. max with evil mode. Uh, I know, I know, Ray is no feeling uh, like a minority. But I use Nightcode. No, Nightcode. Mm. You're the first person. Yeah. I, I'm aware of that. I kind of use it just like now it's a little bit of a rebellion like <laughs> against the Emacs people because they're like, you can't program anything in Nightcode. And I'm like, just you watch me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's like Nightcoder. Mm. Interesting. Anyway, um, <laughs> so mm, you've been sketchnoting yes. at this uh, conference. So two things. One, uh, what is your impression of Euroclosure so far? And second question, sketchnoting. <laughs> what, how, why, when? Um, I think like the, the two questions might be a little bit related. I love, I, I love the conference. It's like I, I went to the JUX conference yeah. recently in, in Germany and I was like, you know, it's a kind of boring talks all the time and you're just kind of standing around and I was like, this is kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. There's some interesting talks here. I'm like, I want to go to every single talk, you know, I want to, mm. I want to like, and not only that, I want to talk to the people afterwards and I want to interact with all these different people from all these different places who do my language, you know? Uh, so I absolutely love it. And, and one of the reasons I also like sketch noting is, um, 
is a way that you can get into the material more. So it, for me at least, like not for everyone, but for me, it it makes it more enjoyable. Um, Cause you're like sketch noting um, is basically uh, sketching, noting and publishing. That's what I always say is like, it's not as difficult as people think, um, but uh, you just like, you have to actively listen when you're listening to a talk and you, if something like piques your interest or you think, oh, that's a good point or that's a point that they're trying to make, you know, like that's one of their main points. You just write it down quickly. And then in the, in the breaks or something, you, uh, you do some colors, you do like boxes around things, draw little pictures. Um, and then, so, so you, but you're kind of like completely involved in the talk the whole time. Um, and so I always do it for me, like for sketch noting, because I don't, I don't um, retain much just by listening to things. Yeah. Um, if I if I re- if I do sketch notes, I like remember basically everything that happened in the talk. Yeah. Um, so that's why I do it, uh, and it's and it's lots of fun. And then um, Twitter likes it too. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're really amazing, and, and uh, <laughs> as you can see from um, I don't know for the people who are listening to it, it I mean she's posting all these um, sketch notes for every talk uh, on her Twitter account. I am Joy Clark. I am Joy Clark. Yeah. Uh, so amazing stuff! Yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. And you also did a little one of uh, of the deaf joke as well, which is a purely real life off brand exercise. Yes, the, the fun and functional programming. Yeah. For 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 people who don't know about Jeff deaf joke, uh, this is something that um, Ray is doing at uh, closure conferences to annoy other people. Uh, apart from the podcast, uh, so he he is basically insulting everybody. With his I am not. I am not doing that. <laughs> so, um, and, and the other thing that we want to talk about is, um, and we'll get back to closure in a bit again, um, and you're also, uh, we, we don't usually talk about our competitors on this uh, podcast, okay. um, but when there is quality content, we should, you know, we should, promote, we should, it, we should yeah. promote it, you know, we are adults around here, although, you know, we hate our competitors, but still. Um, I'm not a competitor. So. <laughs> But, uh, well, every podcast is a competitor, everybody. Until we rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone will still be a competitor. Actually, I don't think, you know, are you, are you, have you got a vegetarian podcast? No. Yeah, so, so we're getting okay. yeah. So, so we're not. It's not a competition. Exactly. Okay. No, okay. So, uh, tell, tell us about your podcast. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts for Case, the Case Podcast, uh, which is uh, conversations about software engineering, basically mm-hmm. just inviting people on the show to kind of do an um, interview type situation discussing different topics it's not closure specific yeah so it's not really competitor mm-hmm. um you guys got I, locked that one locked down and you're not vegetarian so not yeah so, uh, so the more closure podcasts we can have the better we've said this all along yeah yeah, yeah we yeah. don't see it as competition because growing the pie is better exactly yeah i mean i i do want to bring like my pie. personal like goals is to get a couple of closure speakers on the podcast because it, it spreads the the word about yeah, yeah. like closure um it's more i think that the, the audience is more general it's not specific to closure of mm, people that, so wider it might be like a, a gateway drug or something yeah, yeah 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 i think we should tell other people to listen to uh Defen in your podcast yeah, and then, um, um, it already was recorded, but <laughs> I mean, you've got more podcasts to do, haven't you? Yeah. I do. Yeah, cross promote, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. So uh, let's get back to closure again. Um, so you have experimented with different um, templating libraries and those things right now, right? Um, so 
your learning closure only for the web application development or are you looking into other things as well like react um, native and I I do mainly closure like web applications. I mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of single page applications. Mm-hmm. Um because I make websites yeah. which are just like linked resources mm-hmm. and I think the, the the practical like um the the old fashioned model of websites is is very simple actually. Mm-hmm. Like you have um you know, your server serves HTTP requests and it returns HTML and the, the browser knows how to interpret the HTML and then like it can generate forms or something and then send requests back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of, that's the architecture that's there. It's worked for years, it still works. Um, and so I do that in, in, my, in my web applications. I actually use like, I use almost no JavaScript. If I use JavaScript, I use it for like progressive enhancement or something. Oh, okay. It's like sprinkling some jQuery here and there and then. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of things. Yeah. What do you do about, uh, yeah, fair enough, what about React, uh, where you have a mobile site and a, and a desktop site or a tablet site? Because that's one of the reasons You basically why do, um, you do, well, I, I don't know why they say it, like, let's do React for mobile. I don't really get it because, like, for React, like, if you're doing a large JavaScript single page application, you have to send, like, a lot of megabytes of data to a mobile client. And I don't see why that's more performant on a no. mobile device because it's like it is, it's more megabytes. If you just send them HTML and the and the br- like, the browser renders it. It works on all platforms. Maybe yeah, React on mobile is like the native thing. The React native. Oh yeah, yeah. That, 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 that talk today was really cool. Yeah, so um, I, I haven't really tried that. Yeah. Um, but as far as like doing websites goes, it just depends on what you're doing. As soon as you're doing something where your browser is going to be open all day, or you are doing like um, uh, something like a rich client application in the web browser, then it makes total sense to do a single page application. It's just like when I do my little websites, which are just pages that link to other pages, um, then I uh, use HTML. So it has a link element, it's like an A, yeah. a element, <laughs> and then it links to another page. And then, and, it, and the thing is, is if you do that responsive, like responsive, First, so you you develop for something that looks good on a small screen, so it'll look good on a phone, and then you can change the CSS later, so it looks good on a big screen too. Like yeah. change that, um, but you do like mobile first CSS development, and then uh, just magically scales up. It does. I mean, <laughs> like something that work that looks good on a mobile device will look good on a desktop device as well. Yeah. It just might be too wide, so you can like break it down. Like when it's mobile, like as a big screen, you can put yeah. like boxes next to each other. Otherwise, they're over each other. So at the so far at the conference, what is your favorite talk? Well, apart from your um, own talk, obviously. I liked the one yesterday on data science. Yeah. Um. No, I want to like get my sketch notes. My brain <laughs> is obviously connected with to Simon that one. Or with the, the, um, with the Elise, one with the Elise, yeah, with the Star Wars theme. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I liked the one the today about the uh, breaking down the walls. Mm. Um, distributed like, systems. Yeah, distributed systems. Yeah. The the data science ones is that they're a bit too abstra- like a bit abstract for me. I think it's very interesting, but I'm like, when am I gonna go and do probabilistic modeling? I don't know. Yeah. But it seems to be like a like the theme of the conference this yeah. year, right? I mean, there is a lot well, of What is very interesting to like listen yeah. to talks about that, yeah. you know? Because it is something different than what you do, what I usually do in my day job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the, that's but the I point. think it's hot in the industry, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. when you're at conferences like this, they want to try and... I think next year it will be all about the blockchain. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
I think blockchain. So, so get on like the the blockchain foreclosure. Get, get and blockchain do, now, and then next year you'll be presenting at the conference. We all all about blockchain next year. Yeah. So this year it's AI, machine learning, probabilistic programming. Mm-hmm. I think there are almost like four talks uh, yesterday. Almost. Well, there were three talks three. yesterday on either and, machine and learning today. or data science, and one today. Yeah, four talks already. Yeah. So it's interesting. So I think actually. Elise was a little bit negative, I thought, on where the tooling, the state of the tooling was. You have to be honest about these things, of mm-hmm. course. You know, I don't mean she's being down on it, but she's her honesty reveals that there are gaps in the tools. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but other talks are actually emphasising that there are some tools. So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I think I think she's right. There are gaps, but there are still some good tools in the pipeline and in the works. Yeah, I think uh, like I think um, more tools is always better. Yeah. Yeah, providing we're, <laughs> we're not kind of like spreading ourselves too thin. You know? Yeah. But it seems like Cortex and Onyx and all these various things are quite nice. The notebook situation doesn't seem so, so good. But, but apart from that, you know, there's stuff coming through. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we're getting there. Maybe we should, of course, we'll, we'll explore this more in, in one of the episodes. Maybe we Definitely. need to get one of these people yeah. in. And today we just published our uh, discussion with uh, Dragon, okay. the guy uh, who made uh, Neanderthal that we keep hearing in, in practically I heard every many talk times today. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Anyway, so uh, let's get back to you again. Uh, what are your plans? What are you trying to do with Closure, and where do you want to go with Closure? Um, for me, I think it's uh, like I would like. We had an unsession yesterday about making Closure easier for beginners. Yeah. Um, and I would personally like to see that kind of like filter in more and more people to the closure. Like we, we like I think closure bridge. What they're doing is absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish there were a closure bridge near me. There's yeah. not, but um, I think that's absolutely amazing. And kind of like that focusing on let's let's make this easy for beginners, which is one of the reasons I like night code. Yeah, yeah, um, you yeah. know, it's it's, it's, it's like friendly. yeah. I mean, yeah. you you can. Yeah, you can you can just open it up and then teach them closure, and they don't have to think about Emacs. You yeah, know, yeah, Emacs yeah, is more yeah. difficult than closure. Yeah. Actually, for Java, there is something called BlueJ. I don't know if you remember or if you know. I don't. I've never heard yeah, of that. Yeah, so there is something called BlueJ that's very specific to the um, to, to teach Java. Mm-hmm. So it's a very minimal uh, IDE, uh, and that's used by universities you know, uh, just to show to quickly just write your Java code, press a button, and you can run. Mm-hmm. So there is no this ceremony of uh, oh there is an ant file or I don't know Maven or whatever the shit that, that that we need to put up with, but um, yeah so I think Nightcode is similar to that one as well. I mean I tried a couple of times it was fun, but um, you know eventually if you already know Emacs then it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, but if you yeah. don't know Emacs yet it's actually not very easy to learn. That's true. That's true. You know there's a yeah. pretty pretty. But but eventually you will. I mean everybody sees the light and then they they <laughs> they go to Emacs, uh, which is uh, kind of inevitability I think. Um, I'm a holdout. So. <laughs> He's still living in the dark ages. He'll get there. Yeah. Okay. I think um, that's it from us for today. Yeah. Any it's final really thoughts? Uh, well, I really enjoyed your talk, Joy. Thank you very much. I yeah. hope all Thank of you. people listen to this will watch it online when the videos come out fairly shortly. Um, I think you did really well. It was a fascinating topic. Mm. Uh, I think we'll definitely hear more uh, from you and we'll definitely hear so. more about security. Sure. Yeah. Thank you very much. And of course, I'll try to listen to Kiss podcast. As you know, I'm not really like a really podcast listener. But, um, <laughs> I, will, I will try to listen to it at least once. Okay. <laughs> I promise you that one. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. That's it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.